0: I love all things skin and rejuvenation. I love to help the client figure out what to do at home and also what to do in clinic. I also love to teach the fellow aesthetic doctor, aesthetic nurse and med spa owner how to do what I do as well. If you are an aesthetic practitioner or a clinic owner, head on over to buildingyourbeautybrand.com, where I have a free training, register for it, and you can also hop on a call with myself and a colleague, and we can help support you in your quest to supporting others, achieve and receive powerful rejuvenation outcomes. Again, if you are an aesthetic practitioner or med spa owner, head on over to buildingyourbeautybrand.com, and I look forward to guiding you in helping you achieve and receive powerful rejuvenation outcomes for your patients in your clinic. Enjoy today's episode right here on the School of Radiance podcast. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Rachel Varga podcast. I'm your host. Beauty is a feeling and a quiet confidence that comes from being perfectly aligned body, mind, and spirit. I've devoted my life to developing myself, and my purpose now is to help develop you. As a registered nurse, I have advanced training in cosmetic rejuvenation, and I am wholeheartedly an advocate for self-care. Most importantly, I've witnessed the impact of mindful living on the aging journey... And this interview is intended to share philosophy and practice that will help guide your body, mind, and spirit to their highest potential, which, in my opinion, brings forth the most optimal beauty. I would love to introduce you to my very special guest today. We have with us Stephanie Miska. Be sure to take a screenshot of you listening to this podcast and take us both at ritual.medicine and at Rachel Varga Official and receive the Boss Babe PMS hacks directly to your inbox. Don't forget to leave a review here on iTunes as well. Stephanie joins us from Victoria, British Columbia, where she practices as an acupuncturist and herbalist. She focuses on women's reproductive hormonal health and fertility needs. Just in time for my time of the game. In this three-part series, we are going to dive straight into how important it is to embrace your feminine energy on a physical, emotional, and spiritual level, and maximizing your energetic efforts based on the different times of your cycle. If you aren't doing this, you absolutely need to learn about this now. Next, we are going to discuss the importance of being aware of the nuances of your menstrual cycle, (laughs) period, podcast. And in the last episode of this series, we are going to shed light on how acupuncture and herbal medicine can significantly minimize PMS. And the best PMS hacks that you need to know about ASAP. All right. Welcome back, everybody, for the third episode in this three-part series. We are with the very beautiful Stephanie Miska, and we are going to shed some light on how acupuncture and herbal medicine can significantly minimize your pms symptoms and other
1: menstrual cycle issues
0: thanks again for joining us today stephanie
1: yeah stoked to be here and i love this topic so yay let's dive in that's That's why you're here
0: what are the top three things that you are asked or that you could recommend other people ask other people like yourself who are experts in acupuncture and herbal medicine to help with pms symptoms fertility all that stuff
1: uh to be like <laughs> super generic literally everything but <laughs> it's true though like there's there's very few things that acupuncture can't help with um we don't need to go into that but anything that's like hormone related or cycle related 100% acupuncture can help um the top 3 things that i see in my clinic or people come to seek treatment for any sort of cycle Regulation or menstrual cycle issues. And that can fluctuate a lot from irregular cycles, meaning they come at 30 days and 40 then 25. Um, it can be for p- like mild PMS to severe PMS where people are missing work, throwing up, having to go home wow. from work. Um, and it's really affecting their personal relationships. Some people really suffer. And they, they do. If you're listening and you're like, oh, I totally
0: thought that was normal. Well, meet
1: Stephanie. <laughs> <laughs> I know. And you know what? I find one of the most interesting things is sometimes I'll work with clients who don't come in for a menstrual cycle issue. They'll come in for something else. And as we work together through our treatment plan, inevitably we go through a menstrual cycle and then they'll come back and they'll say, you know what? I didn't tell you this, but I like miss work for a day because my mood gets really low. I'm in a lot of pain. And this month that didn't happen. So I was able to like go out with my friends. I was able to, I didn't miss any work and my mood felt better and I didn't have any pain. And I'm like, that's amazing. And it's just interesting that I don't hear that until you know, the symptoms have been maybe shifted a little bit because especially if it's someone who's had a cycle for a long time, we really do get to think that this is a normal every, like every month occurrence for us. And the one thing that often I like to talk about is common versus normal. Mm -hmm. Right. So maybe it's common that people have menstrual cramps, that there's like some hot flashes, low back pain, um, cravings, acne. Like these are all things that some of us can find some connection to but it definitely doesn't have to be normal and we definitely do not have to live in discomfort every single month. That would be like a huge PSA that I would love to give is that your menstrual cycle does not have to be painful and uncomfortable and it can be like a really beautiful and uplifting experience. That's one of my favorite things about working with people in this respect is oftentimes, because if we're in so much pain, we're a little bit at war with our body and we have a little bit of disdain, and... Like, I love you, but I also hate you. Right <laughs> totally, now. because we sometimes it feels like our insides are trying to kill us, <laughs> right? And so, if we can flip that and you can start to feel better and your cycle feels good. And then we start to notice other ways our cycle is benefiting us. Like it's a really, really beautiful and powerful like heightened emotional state, which will totally. bring you more in the present moment awareness and just be more connected to totally. your body. And therefore it's like your partner and your kids and your relationships with other people and at work. And it's, it's a really a domino effect of, of connection.
0: Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it's like shift that, Oh, I'm going to be super moody right now to, all right, ladies, let's go watch Chick Flick and cry it out. <laughs> yeah.
1: I don't know. Maybe it kind of make it fun. It can be. Totally. <laughs> and knowing that if we, like, tears and emotions are totally welcome and, well, they should be welcome. I mean, sometimes at work, we're not. Don't repress it.
0: Totally. I definitely don't want to repress But things. if it's,
1: like, one of those things where you're bawling your eyes out and you're not able to express yourself and you have no one you feel like nobody understands you and you like can't go to work or you can't reach out to your friends and it's getting in the way of your daily life, then that's something you want to sort of seek treatment from a professional for.
0: What are some of the other things that you find people think is normal, but isn't?
1: Headaches before their period. Are there headaches right before they start to bleed or the first day or two of their menstrual cycle? For sure. I see that a lot. I had that. I don't know if it was my glasses. Yeah. And sometimes if someone has like, they have one menstrual cycle with some of these complaints. I don't know if we're going to like, that's going to be the focus of the treatment. You know, if, okay. if it keeps happening for a couple of cycles and these symptoms keep happening, then, then it becomes an issue. But sometimes again, if we have like a really stressful occurrence, we might get a headache before our cycle or a cycle might be late. And so really looking at what's happened in the last month and that can be shown in our menstrual cycle. That's too.
0: fascinating. What you just touched on there, some emotional thing a couple of weeks ago can manifest in your body a couple of weeks later.
1: Yeah. I mean, for me, it seems obvious because <laughs> this is the realm I'm in most days. But emotion having physical response. Oh, 100%. So, sometimes it's really unclear what comes first, like the chicken or the egg, the, the physical pain or the emotional pain. And oftentimes when you've had it for a long time, it becomes really murky. So you have some sort of physical pain in your body that likely induces some anxiety, potentially some depression, some tension and irritation. And then because you're feeling tense and irritated and your mood is low or you're feeling really worried about it, we sort of constrict and get a little bit more tight and then our muscles get more tight and there's less blood flow and oxygen flow and that perpetuates more pain. And then we just go down the cycle of feeling emotionally not great and also feeling physically not great.
0: Mm -hmm. And sometimes when you are physically not feeling great... As difficult as it is to actually exercise, sometimes it can be one of the best things that you can do. It can be. But be gentle. Like, you know, don't glute bridge like 325 pounds. Is that an exercise? What did you call it? Glute bridging. Oh, glute bridge.
1: (laughs) Clearly, I don't do those. (laughs)
0: it's like a hip lift or like a hip thrust no
1: i can picture it in my mind yeah
0: my butt's pretty sore i did a whole bunch yesterday and i was kind of at the end of my cycle but i felt like an amazon woman Yeah, good it's like right at the end i just have this crazy burst of energy and exercising like in tune with your cycle i think is really really cool and kind of maybe even timing your workouts around it but if you're feeling really crummy and you're actually a bit sore sometimes the best thing you can do is actually just move
1: totally yeah there's a lot of different ways you can move your body and so my recommendation for most people especially while you're bleeding is always like lighter exercise so Mm -hmm. maybe like a yin yoga class or a restorative class or like a a walk outside or like a hike in nature that's not too grueling but before your cycle uh, before you start bleeding definitely like we can be doing more exercise because especially those emotional tension or physical tension just getting what we call like chi or the energy moving in your body because anytime that there's things are stuck and stagnated and not moving that manifests as pain or discomfort in some way Mm -hmm. and so if we can get that moving so that things are ideally less stuck or there's less stagnation we definitely see a reduction in physical and emotional pain Mm -hmm. and moving the energy throughout our bodies too because you know all about meridians i
0: do Tell us about meridians and how important acknowledging our energy body is.
1: Well, if anything, it's probably like the most important, (laughs) important thing. So our meridian systems run all over our body, connect to the different tissues and organ systems in our bodies, run down through our toes and through our feet or through our feet and through our hands and up through our head. There's so many different ways that energy can get stuck. Like you can imagine the little highways like running up and down and through our body. And Sometimes if there's a congestion of cars in one space and that's where the pain is or that's where like the symptom is happening We need to use the highways elsewhere in our body to help disperse that so not always like Putting the needles in or getting the massage where the pain is because that's where all that energetic holding is but moving our body getting acupuncture twisting like especially if it's like breast tenderness around your cycle or like irritation like a lot of those meridians run up through our chest and through our breast tissue and through our abdomen, so if we like do a twist and do a couple of those to help just sort of squeeze out that emotional tension. Gosh, I'm twisting right can now. Be, <laughs> Your can personal be so trainer dirty. just crushed
0: me yesterday. Oh, good. <laughs> oh man, everything's tight. But yeah. yeah, just twisting and not, you know, staying in one position. Like okay. we're sitting so much at work, oftentimes, or in the office, or writing, creating, editing, all that stuff. You gotta move don't just pop a pill to get over some pain like you know move your body sometimes will be telling you that
1: yeah i mean it's it's so simple you know but if we can like walk to the store or like get off the bus early or walk to like our friend's house or just do something where like just something where it's like we're where we normally drive or be sitting or be standing where we'd be stagnant instead of calling your office mate who's like the next floor down like walking down the stairs to go talk to them to give them the message and there's all these like little things where we can get our body moving but we see this like problem with illness and disease in our in our society and in our body because we physically don't move very much most of us because <laughs> we sit in our cars on the way to work we sit at work and then we sit in front of the computer and then we sit on the car ride home okay so, and s- then- so stop right there <laughs> If you're listening
0: to this podcast and you're get saying, Get up and move! <laughs> get up and move right now. You know, po- know, pop on your trainers, put your coat on, and just go for a little walk. And that bonus was... points if you find a train it. Yeah, give it a. Yeah, that's a beautiful way to connect to nature. <laughs> or find like a gorgeous blossom and just appreciate it.
1: Mm-hmm. It's
0: like the older I get, the more of a hippie I'm turning into.
1: <laughs> yeah, but like nature therapy is a real thing. And.
0: Mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. your energy bodies, too,
1: mm-hmm.
0: to just actually ground you. Well, have you heard of the term earthing?
1: Uh, of course I <laughs> have. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> earthing, forest bathing. So earthing, like, for, for, like, really simply, is, like, putting a part of your body or, like, your feet on the ground. And there is a, probably a more scientific way of explaining this, but it just pulls, like, that sort of, like, electric, impulsey, like, I want to also use the word, like, negative energy down through your feet into the ground and helps sort of really calm your nervous system. A fun little fact, I went over to my parents' house yesterday, the other day and my father had purchased a uh, earthing mat. So it's a thing you plug in if you yep. can't get outside. No. <laughs> yeah, so he sits there with his feet on it every night. <laughs>
0: <laughs> People will sometimes sleep with them. Or I had one of my other very beautiful clients flew in to see me recently and she was telling me that she uses these disks. They're electromagnetic frequency or radiation absorbing disks that uh, either it absorbs or deflects it i think it might absorb it um i have a background in chemistry so that's why i'm like i'm really wanting to get it right now i'm gonna have to google this but apparently she uses it to align her chakras
1: okay interesting
0: which is really cool so the buildup of whether it's protons or electrons everything always wants to be balanced so when we're constantly on rubber tires or rubber shoes we don't get that from the earth and we need to and there's a simple analogy of when you're building a house what we have to do to ground the energy of the house is to have the electrician drive a big spike deep into the ground to ground the electrical circuit of the home so that when you go and plug something into the outlet you don't get a shock and we Mm -hmm. kind of forget to do that to our physical bodies as well so reminder get in nature take your shoes off get your feet on the grass Mm -hmm. you know Enjoy the beautiful scenery around you again in the present moment. Forest bathing's something else that's pretty rad. Mm-hmm. So actually getting a bit of a dose of phyto compounds that foliage could theoretically be releasing. That actually mm-hmm. has been shown through studies in Japan uh, when people were in the forest for a certain period of time. Uh, what was noticed was decreased blood pressure and increased immunity, linking that to potential phyto compounds. Mm -hmm. Yet to be discovered why nature is so awesome to us by science.
1: Yeah, maybe I need to start adding that to my client's treatment plans. Like 10 minutes outside with your feet on the ground if weather's permitting. Because I think a lot of us have these coping mechanisms of wanting to get together with someone and maybe complain about our circumstances and like really hash out our problems and really have dialogue about that, which can have its place And sometimes if we take a moment and let our nervous system relax a little bit and be supported by energetic bodies that are different than the ones we're around all day, which is humans, we just have a perspective shift and our nervous system just settles a little bit so we're a little bit less edgy. And we have this really beautiful free resource that really Mm. helps calm our nervous system, which, I mean, we're all living in a perpetual state of... um, High beta state. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I just saw Dr. Joe Dispenza speak Mm. in Portland, as well as Rebecca Campbell at a Hay House HEAL event, which was fantastic. And uh, Joe Dispenza, he is one of the gentlemen being interviewed in the latest documentary on Netflix called HEAL. And during his one-day workshop that I did with him, which is amazing, it was, like, a packed house. There were probably about 2,000 people there. Whoa. Yeah, it was unreal. And what you mentioned about calling up your girlfriend and hashing it out, he was actually encouraging people to stop doing that.
1: I, uh, I bet, because... Not only is it your energy, but then you're like imposing it on somebody else. And we have this like, I don't know, just to touch on this quickly, but like how many of us like get together with our girlfriends to just like bitch about work, about our, maybe our partners, about how things are going, how you're stressed out. And it becomes a cycle of a little bit of like negative energy of, um.
0: And then every time you hang out, it's going to be the same thing. And what he teaches is that if you do normal stuff in your routine, it takes away from the energy that could be bringing you good things in your life. Hundred percent. I think. I don't think I said that right, but I think you know. <laughs> no, what but mean. I get
1: it. And it's. I think it's a little bit. It's being like emotionally responsible and cleaning up for our emotions, and not just putting them out and thinking that that's like a healthy way to just project it and assume that someone else is going to clean up our mess, or that by putting it on somebody else, like it's no longer our problem. But now, it, like, it's out mm-hmm. there somewhere. And it's a lot of my own personal work that I've been doing as well, because and maybe you can relate to this too, but the more time I spend well, sitting in nature, having my own mindful practice, exercising every day, like there's more positivity in terms of my feelings. And there's also just more space for creation and less space for having to vent or get things off my chest because I have my own practices that do that as part of that process as well.
0: I don't know if you have any girlfriends that you can kind of identify with this. But some girlfriends of mine complain a lot mm-hmm. about the same things. And it's they haven't been able to move past it. And then some of them, they don't, right? But there's always an energetic give and take. Like you want to be a healer to your friend and then you kind of want to vent to them. It, it's kind of a give and take. But when you start to pay attention to the people that say they're sick or they say they have bad skin or say they just got over this breakup and it's, you know years later and it's mm. still so bugging you. Look at those people. You know, you're you're probably thinking in your mind, if you just shifted that a little bit, you're going to make room for other more beautiful things. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> so much easier <laughs> said than done. We're always working on ourselves. I can't remember where I saw this, but I saw this, it was this really interesting shift in my perspective when I, when I read it and they were talking about how to be an emotionally responsible friend. And to say, like, if you have an issue, like, you had a really bad day at work, and then you're going to meet your friends for happy hour, and, like, all you want to do is, like, bitch about this thing that happened. But to show up and say, like, hey, I had a bad day. I want to tell you about it. Are you open to it? And asking them if they're willing to, like, listen and be available and hold space for you. But who's going to say no? Like, Well, I don't know, but maybe. But, like, maybe we all need to evolve a little bit more so that... If you've had a really bad day too, or you didn't get any sleep that night, and you are really looking forward to having a light and easy conversation and jamming with your friend, and like, you know, just saying no or like setting a timer that yeah, let's bitch for five to ten minutes, and we're gonna turn that off and and move on. And I think that's a lot. It's like way easier said than done. But it was an interesting idea that started to like spawn in me. And yes, I've not been using it, but I thought. Like, how lovely would that be if we held ourselves more accountable and held our friends, like, in a higher position, too, so that we're not just assuming that they're our punching bag or they're our venting mat, too, and that we can... It's such a balance, though, because you don't want to put your friend off and be like, I don't want to listen
0: to you, but it's more <laughs> like, I'm actually trying to help you mm-hmm. by encouraging you to shift that right? Mm-hmm. To, so that you don't keep perpetuating it so that you can move on. Totally.
1: Yeah. It's, I mean, I'm not a therapist, so it's, <laughs> it's
0: <laughs> but it's we tend work. to kind of talk about that stuff quite a bit more around that time of the month. Uh, we do. Right. Yeah. Stephanie, what are
1: your best two PMS hacks? So I have a few hacks. <laughs> um, tell me all of them please. <laughs> and how I can be more fertile. Well I have many PMS hacks and as Rachel mentioned at the beginning of this podcast if you screenshot you listening to the podcast and tag both Rachel at Rachel Varga official and me Stephanie at ritual medicine um, you will get access to those hacks as well super simply if you're someone who gets PMS and that might be menstrual cramps headaches, breast tenderness, food cravings, and mood swings, exercising the week before your cycle is probably one of the most important things. Mm. Because in Chinese medicine, again, we've talked about that uh, that stagnation or that tension or that lack of movement in the body is usually what causes that pain. Getting your body moving before that pain starts will be really integral for getting that energy moving, moving that tension, getting the mus- the blood flowing through the muscles, and helping with some of that physical pain that might be coming up for you
0: my mind is kind of blown right now because i never knew i never knew that mm-hmm. and i'm a nurse okay and never in my biology or understanding the cycle did anyone say hey make sure you work out
1: really hard the week before your period because you'll have less grams and less symptoms like what and i mean really hard be mindful of that but i mean the uterus is like is muscle tissue it also makes
0: sense when you mentioned that that ovulation phase is the more masculine phase in regards to uh, TCM and how there's more energy that wants to be released. And if you don't release it during that time, it'll probably start manifesting and release in like muscle cramps. It makes perfect sense.
1: Totally. And if we can imagine that what's happening when we're bleeding is that our like uterus is contracting and there's a little bit of that muscle like we can feel that sometimes and it feels like a like a muscle cramp almost sometimes. And so if we think about, you know, doing those twists and getting that blood flow through that area, there might just be a little bit less of that tension or stiffness in those muscle tissue too that would create more pain as your body's trying to do that natural process.
0: Yeah, it's fascinating. Um, Thank you so much for sharing that.
1: Yeah, of course. My pleasure. I'm gonna slide in that getting acupuncture is probably like my number one. And just for
0: relaxing, totally. for just chilling out your nervous system. Mm-hmm. I love getting massage or acupuncture during that week when I'm bleeding. Mm. It just oh it just calms you right down. Especially if you're kind of hormonally kind of jazzed up a little bit too, like a bit sensitive.
1: Mm-hmm. It'll just mellow you out. Totally. And then the second PMS hack is one of my favorite things is doing a castor oil pack. Have you heard of those? No, but no. I'm confident you're going to tell me all about how I wonderful
0: it is. And we, oh, castor oil. I've seen my naturopath recommend that to my hubby for muscle cramps.
1: Oh, totally. Like, topically? or yeah. Okay, beautiful. Yeah. Because that's what it does. It helps soften <laughs> muscle tissue. Cool. And so I'll use it for lots of different things, but if you're using it for PMS, like menstrual and low back cramping, you can easily YouTube how to do a castor oil pack, but super simply you buy castor oil. It's super low budget. Um like, DIY thing you can do at home. A bottle will last you months. And you take an old cloth you don't want to use ever again. You slather it with castor oil, which is quite, like, a thick oil. So you don't want to, like, get it on anything else because it will stain. Don't put it in your laundry. (laughs) No. (laughs) Um, And then you're going to place it directly on your skin between your belly button and your pubic bone. So, like, low abdomen, usually where the cramping starts. And then you can put some sort of heat source on top. So a hot water bottle or, um, like, an electric heat blanket or something. And... If your symptoms are like mild to medium, I would say do it like the week before your symptoms start, like every day for 15 minutes. And that's a good place to start. Sometimes we'll go upwards of 60 minutes. Sometimes we'll shift that around a little bit, but starting, say... Five day, five to seven days before your symptoms start doing those castor oils nightly when you're sitting and watching Netflix when you're just relaxing on the couch. It can be super, um, it doesn't have to be this extravagant thing. It only takes a few minutes. And what is that's doing is it's helping soften and release and relax those muscle tissues that might get really stiff and tense and start to cramp. Super simple, but super effective. Holy cow. Mm-hmm.
0: Like, so instead of popping like a Advil or a Tylenol. Mm-hmm. Hello DIY,
1: (laughs) exactly. Periodic DIY. That's pretty
0: cool. Yeah, super fun. How did I never know about this before? Where have I I I been living? (laughs) Barely under a rock. Well,
1: and to be fair, any (laughs) any person I've told to do this in my in my clinic, they've never heard of it either. They might have castor oil at home for some like project they were doing, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I don't really sure what, someone, someone once told me they were making some essential oil blend with castor oil, and yeah, no, it's definitely not common knowledge. I actually first learned about it from my naturopath um, years ago. And i had never heard of it either. And then I tried it and it worked. And then that's sometimes how things start to develop. You're like, oh, I didn't like, it. I can experiment on myself. And then I'm going to see how it works for a few clients. And then you start to get amazing feedback. And you're like, well, like, let's just keep doing this because the results are clearly showing that there's benefit. And you can go on Google and there's a ton more like scientific evidence of why that's important. But for me, it's just important that the clients I work with get the results and and they are so.
0: That's wonderful. Thanks so much for sharing that tip. That's yes. super cheap. Um, it is super cheap. Speaking of stuff that isn't so cheap, feminine hygiene products. Mm. What's great, and what should you avoid?
1: Hmm. <laughs> I, yeah, that's a topic I feel strongly about. Just. Um, See how to keep it super simple. Environmentally, reusable things are amazing. And there's an abundance of them right now. You can get what we call period panties. There's a couple companies that make underwear that you can supposedly wear. I've not tried them myself while you're bleeding. They have a really high absorbency rate. And apparently you can wear them and they're equivalent of like two tampons. You can also get reusable pads that are made from cloth. They're everywhere on Etsy. Um, Luna pads is one of my favorite ones. They're amazing. And you just buy a couple. They'll last for... You know, quite some time and you just wash them and soak them and um, reuse them and then there's the diva cup which is really really great and some people find it a little challenging so it takes some practice getting used to however um, it's reusable it's easy it's similar to wearing a tampon and in terms of functionality and it's better for the environment energetically what's happening in your body when you're bleeding is like that downward like schluffing off like letting go and so Based on that, if you have any sort of PMS or menstrual cycle issues or complaints, I always tell my clients to stop using tampons, especially for the first few months of us working together. If that starts to get better, we can play around with that again. But if anything, again, we're trying to let that flow naturally. And we talked about how like tension and things that are stuck and stagnated cause pain. So if you can imagine like your body trying to let that fall out, let the blood shed out and you're shoving a tampon in there and blocking that flow, depending on how long your cycle is for two to five to seven days energetically that just goes against what your body's trying to do working with women who have menstrual cycle complaints it's always like yeah get a diva cup get some pads if you're looking for more ethical solutions we'll go down that road but at least just starting or at least reducing your exposure to bleached cotton i mean because that's a whole other thing like getting organic and that's like expensive and for some people feels really unattainable environment
0: totally it's like women ask me, "Oh, should I use a toner with a cotton pad or makeup wipes?" No. No. <laughs> Hello landfill
1: accumulation. Yeah, there's a lot of waste and I think there's so much more like on that topic against like for like accessibility and um and like resources that we have as women so like whether we can afford to buy organic or afford to like buy a diva cup or reusable pads because sometimes like the non-organic scented synthetic products are a lot cheaper and because we've often been told to like hide our cycle the thought of like leaking or like trying something that might not work or free bleeding which is something some women really like to do like especially if they're at home but maybe like not wearing anything or just wearing underwear letting your like your blood flow out of your body and really like honoring that experience is not available to everybody the first step I would say is just if you if you're experiencing any difficulties is to find something that works for you where your body can like slough off and things can flow out naturally without being plugged up
0: I love it (laughs)
1: Hand on that topic too, I mean the same sort of thing like cold water baths and things that are baths are like the best thing for me. They can be great, but it's also the water connecting in the vagina when the blood's trying to come out can can cause a little bit of like pH imbalance and cause a little bit of disharmony too. So sometimes again, tell me more about those. (laughs) I like I'm definitely not on the science side of things, but it's so I like to describe like the energetics of that too, like. You're sitting in water, obviously, water's gonna like come up into your vagina, and because the warm water normally feels really good. But again, if your body's trying to shed and let go and let things flow out, that creates that like polar sort of experience of like, well, trying to be shoved back in, maybe through the water. So maybe as well. showering is better? Totally. And baths are great um, before yeah. your cycle and after. That feels so good. I know you. it does. Yeah. But if you, like, the thing is, if you have a super healthy cycle, I mean, maybe. You can get away with that. That's so fine. to kill you. <laughs> no, of course not. <laughs> However, like if someone's coming in with like, some people call them death cramps, you know, or like really severe symptoms, most of them are willing to do whatever it takes. Mm-hmm. So it's like, let's try this for three to six months and see how we do like tons of free lifestyle tips totally to yeah have a better period yeah. oh my gosh I can't believe I well there's so <laughs> well there's just like there's so many there's so many little things so I will never have someone come in and like and I'll be like go get castor oil don't have a bath don't use tampons like get outside like we're like let's do one little thing at a time and see how we do or maybe I'll be like these are a couple options choose two that like feel like will fit into your lifestyle best right now and let's start with those yeah
0: I know for me, when my muscles are really tight, especially low back or um, my T-bends get really tight, I actually really love to combine acupuncture with massage because mm-hmm. I find that acupuncture actually gets a little bit deeper mm-hmm. and really can alleviate really deep muscle tension.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't... I can't necessarily speak to how massage (laughs) um does that but obviously if you're sticking needles in we can we're penetrating and potentially getting into the muscle tissue specifically so like say when I'm working around the traps or like the low back we can actually like feel the muscles so that's what a massage therapist would be doing with their hands release adhesions but then I can stick a needle into like the belly of that muscle tissue too and cause a bit of like a release
0: yeah Yeah, which is nice I think both they complement each
1: other so well they do it's a nice combo for sure that's a sweet period hack if you can afford it. <laughs> you a massage or acupuncture. Totally, on Yeah. I'm sure there's someone who does both and <laughs> can oh, have a hold of Oh my gosh. That'd be like
0: a nice mm-hmm. little afternoon.
1: <laughs> it would be, yes. <laughs> or evening before bed so that your nervous system's all calm Totally, down you'll yeah. Sleep really well. A lot of people like to come in for treatments at the end of the day mm-hmm. yeah. some people walk out and we have this term that we call accustoned because like they're kind of super like dazed oh like confused. yoga stoned. yeah, yeah totally that. just people like to relax and sort of chill out and zen out after
0: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. awesome well thank you so much for all those amazing tips i can't believe how much i learned so i'm sure you listening have learned loads also
1: my pleasure yeah, super stoked to share that with you.
0: Yeah, this is a great three-part series. Thank you so much for joining me and educating women to make smarter decisions with their purchasing habits, how to, you know, organize their life around their cycle so that they could be, you know, more boss babe like or mm-hmm. you know,
1: create or be a herman. Listen to that. Do you have any parting words? I think, if anything, just that being a female is a beautiful privilege and we can harness our feminine energy. We can, like, be bleeding women and still do amazing things and really use that as a superpower. And I think we're actually quite lucky and it gives us a lot of intuitive powers by having such, like, a spiritual and earthly connection at the same time. So heightened. mm -hmm, Things are sometimes, too. I mean, rock on and (laughs) keep on being amazing.
0: Thank you so much for joining us today, Stephanie. Where can
1: people find you? Thank you for having me, Rachel. People can find me on Instagram at ritual.medicine and same for my website, www.ritual-medicine.com.
0: Amazing. Be sure to take a screenshot of you listening to this podcast and take us both at ritual.medicine and at Rachel Varga official on Instagram and receive your boss babe PMS hacks directly to your inbox. Don't forget to leave a review here on iTunes as well, as it helps way more than you know with other women being able to find podcasts just like this to help you be more awesome
1: at life.